Last night was the third smallest June crowd in the history of PNC Park. 10,672. And the only two crowds lower were because the Penguins had a home game in the Stanley Cup Final on the same night, which the Penguins did not last night. The Pirates had just won two out of three from Cincinnati. First place, Milwaukee came to town, and the park was over two-thirds empty. You might think I'm going to berate the people who didn't show up. If you do, well, then you don't know me at all. No, I'm going to berate the people who did show up. What are you thinking? The Pirates have no interest in winning. They overcharged for food and for parking. It was 92 degrees yesterday, hot as balls. SSGB is available on demand, the alternate history that depicts Great Britain if Germany had won World War II. That Tom Cruise movie was on HBO, American Made. And you go to the pirate game? All those choices and you go to the pirate game? It's an awful long list. But I've got an awful big pen if you get my drift. Hey, people, at last night's pirate game, all 10,672 of you, guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Merch Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Tomorrow's show, i got to try something different. You, you know what else I, I thought about doing? You see, here's where I'm between a rock and a hard place. The regular segments. Well, no quarter is just me talking over a song. But Sick Again, which is a, a long monologue by design. And the list. They're not always easy to do because they have to fit in. But they're sponsored so you can't get rid of them. So, like, if I want to change the show up, I have to consider all that. And there was a time when I would have said, F the sponsors. I'm going to do what I want. But I'm too old. That's not the hill I'm going to die on. And radio is about sponsorship and money, and I just want more of it. But, you know, if I change the format, the sponsors would still sponsor whatever the format grew into. I don't know. I don't know. Today's just a clumsy show. I'm probably overreacting. It's probably better than I think, and I'm sure it'll be much better tomorrow. And if not, well, there's always Thursday. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, two things, if I may. The first question is whether or not you think that the local media, because you've always sort of said they show for the Pirates, whether you start to see that turning. Because it, it sort of feels like everyone said, okay, enough with the BS, especially from Neil Huntington in the front. Well, office. there have been a lot of uh, pretty damning comments about the Pirates from the B team lately. But you see, bro, you know what? I could go down the list of the B team, and I won't. But I could, I could separate the Stooges from the straight shooters, and you know, you know who they are already, I'm sure, and don't name names, but you get my drift. The tougher ones to win over are the ones in the in the print media or the or the uh, online media. I'll give you a case in point. Rob Beer Temple from The Athletic, great guy. Everton fan, but still a great guy. But defends the Pirates at every turn, and like today, when there was, you know, the the... The unrest circulating online about Meadows not playing for a second straight day. A bunch of tweets in a row talking about the injury and justifying it. And who knows if the kid's hurt. 
I, I don't trust the Pirates at all. So whenever they say the sky's blue, I run outside to make sure. If they say don't expect rain, I pack an umbrella. I just don't trust them. I mean, not, they've lied so much, they're recycling their lies, bruh. They're out of lies. Joseph Garibald's never ran out of lies. These guys have run out of lies. They're using the same lies. No doubt. The other question I had... And I'm only saying that not out of comparing the Pirates to a fascist regime, but because that guy Garibald's was the best liar of all time. No doubt. Go ahead. Uh, my other question was, how does one establish sort of a, a regular caller identity? You know, the Hebrew Hammer and Virgil and the Hill... Uh, you can't. Come on. No, the Pirates are not a fascist regime. They're like a... Like, they're like the hillbilly moonshiner from West Virginia that hit it really big. It really is like Jed Clampett. Bingo. First thing you know, old Bob's a millionaire. Kin folks said, Bob, move away from there. They said, Pittsburgh, that's the place you ought to be. So he loaded up his truck, went to Pittsburgh, and stole all your money, got a taxpayer-built stadium, overcharges for everything, cuts payroll, had a chance to win after 2015, and slammed the window shut on your figures. See, now that's pretty good. That was all right. That's the way the show should be. And that was a ripoff of Andrew Dice Clay. Remember that? Bingo. First thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. I forget the rest of it, but uh, I remember he said bingo. Ooh, that's a bingo. We just say bingo. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. You know what's kind of sad? I, I go to Vegas often, as you know. In fact, I wish I was there right now, the way this show's going. And... uh. I've seen Dice recently. He's doing the exact same act from 20, 25 years ago. The exact same act. Nursery rhymes and everything. Now, if you're there for nostalgia, that's that's okay. But I'm not sure I'd ever go see it again if it hasn't changed only but minimally. And it's still that misogynist type stuff that worked back then. That you know, I'm surprised it does have picket lines now. But I don't think he's seen as relevant. You see, I thought he was just a character in the first place, a gimmick. And uh, I think that people see him as a cartoon character. Like I said about Phil Kessel, that's why he's popular with the fans, popular in the dressing room. They see him as a cartoon character. He's a funny guy. He's witty, but he's a cartoon character. You know, Phil was smart, and I'm not volunteering for this duty. But you know what almost every controversial athlete I've ever dealt with has done? Find one or two media guys and use them to get their positive message out there. And I, I've been that messenger for a few, and I you can't figure out who they are. You just haven't been paying attention. And even some non-controversial ones for that matter. But uh, but uh, Phil loathes the media. He, he likes Mike Sullivan a lot more than he likes the media. And he doesn't like Mike Sullivan very much at all. Let's go to Tim in the car. Tim, you're on with Mark. Hey, what's up, Mark? Big fan. What up? Hey, so when the pi- first off, it's come to the point with Neil uh, Huntington and ownership that they just lie about everything. The Pirates, when they were in contention, they still traded a starting pitcher and two top ten prospects just to dump the starting pitcher's salary. Uh, they didn't even get a top ten prospect back in return. I mean, that, that right there says enough when they did that trade with Toronto. It's just to the point where they lie about everything. Well, but, but a lot of times people buy the lie, at least have to this point, but I think that's where the attendance drop comes in, brah. 
I don't think they want to believe him anymore. Won't believe him anymore. I, I think I think when they blew up that 2015 team, that lost a lot of people. Although it took some time for that to play out because, don't forget, it took, about, yeah. it took them till the next trade deadline to truly blow it up. And it took people seeing that John Neese sucked, for example, to figure out that they were lying about their intent when they blew that team up. Yep, you're right. I mean, they lost seven key components from that 2015 team by the next trade deadline. And some they couldn't help, like, uh, you know, uh, Ramirez retired, the third baseman. A.J. Burnett retired. But everybody else, they let walk via free agency or they traded. The, the one guy they should have kept was Jay Happ. Should have kept Jay Happ. one or two players away. Say it again? Realistically, they were one or two or maybe even three players away from a World Series team. And they Bro, let me tell you what they should have done. They should have kept Hap. They should have thrown a bunch of money at A.J. Burnett and convinced him to pitch one more year. And if they do that, they could have won the World Series. And that's it. Yep. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Ben and Butler very quick. Ben, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Good day, Mr. Madden. I said good day. And, Mark, as you mentioned a couple times, you said Phil Kessel will be really difficult to replace with 34 goals and 92 points. Yeah, that's that's for sure true. Let's say he shoots himself in the foot to try to be a baby next season and turns into an absolute bum. Who would you see? Why do you see before? see that happening? Just in case. No, let me tell. Let me tell you something. I'm really start. It's taken me a while. I'm really starting to understand Phil. Phil's a lot like me. Seriously, he's a lot like me in the aspect. Phil's not happy unless he's unhappy. I like yeah. being angry. I like being miserable. It's the same yeah, with Phil. Like Phil in Boston and in Toronto. Um, so that's, that's what everyone's expecting. If Phil decides he absolutely hates the situation, like you said, you know he wants to be traded, do you think he would just turn into a bum and not produce next season? Just out no, of- no. Phil, Phil, let me tell you. Like we talked about with Stan, Phil gives 100% all the time except in practice. In games, he gives 100% all the time. Let me tell you something about Phil. If Phil worked 10% harder in practice... And 10% harder in training, like off ice, he'd get 100 points. He really would. Easily. Easily. Well, thank you for the call. Yep. Up next, we're going to keep that hockey talk going. And we got Dale Lawley talking Steelers at the bottom of the hour. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. With the NHL draft this weekend, it's tough to get a grip on what the Penguins are going to do in terms of deals, roster moves, because the team is fine as it is. It could contend for the cup as it is. The Penguins need more depth, like Jim Rutherford said. But it's a 31-team league with a salary cap, so every team needs depth. Do the Penguins need a shake-up, per se? I don't know. I don't see losing in six games in the second round to the eventual Stanley Cup champs. I I don't see that as a disaster, and especially not after winning the last two cups. Now, trades are already being made. Uh, Max Domi went from Arizona to Montreal. Arizona got Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, That's a great deal for Arizona, unless Domi suddenly realizes his potential, which I am not counting out, but Domi got nine goals in each of the last two seasons, and that's just horrible production for a guy with first-round pedigree. Uh, Ottawa today traded Mike Hoffman and his lovely girlfriend to San Jose. Uh, It was a package deal, but the main thing Ottawa got was Michael Boddicker 
and rid of Hoffman's girlfriend. Although, Ottawa is going to trade Eric Carlson, so they could have kept Hoffman, but I guess it was just a toxic situation. Hoffman has to dump his girlfriend. I posted a blog about that on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. It's going to be tough because I hear they've been together for over a decade, but she's nuts, and his hockey career is more important. It just is. And then after Hoffman got traded to San Jose, the Sharks turned around and traded Hoffman to Florida. So the Sharks were just clearing cap space and getting some draft picks. Now, Hoffman's a good player. He's topped 20 goals in each of the last four seasons, so that's a good get for Florida. But he's got to ditch his girlfriend. Boy, the Senators fell apart quick. They lost in overtime in Game 7 to the Penguins in the Eastern Conference Final last year. And this season they missed the playoffs, and now they're being quickly disassembled. Uh, The Florida general manager, Dale Talon, says he did his homework on the Hoffman situation uh, with the nutty girlfriend cyberstalking Eric Carlson's wife, and Talon says she won't be a problem. Yeah, I bet all the Florida wives and girlfriends will welcome that nut job with open arms. I bet Talon didn't even talk to any of his players about that situation, let alone any wives and girlfriends. Talon is an old-school hockey guy, and all he thinks about is the game. To him, the girlfriend stuff with Hoffman, that's just peripheral crap. Uh, At the trade deadline this past season, Ottawa wanted a first-round pick and a big-time prospect for Hoffman. Uh, Now, by comparison, the Senators gave him away. At that price, the Pen should have got Hoffman, and I'm not kidding, just hide his girlfriend's computer. Uh, It's going to be an interesting time this week in hockey. We're going to get a flurry of trades, and then the draft, and then free agency on July 1st. Trotz was at the Newark airport, so he's definitely meeting with Lou Amorello about the Islanders' job. He's definitely not vacationing in Newark, put it that way. You know, Trotz isn't Scotty Bowman. He's not Mike Sullivan. Trotz has had one good playoff run, and otherwise, Trotz's teams have always underachieved in the playoffs. He's no magic bullet for the New York Islanders. Uh, The U.S. Open has come and gone. Hopefully so is the whining over the course being too tough. And the funny thing in the British Open, that's the next major, it's at Carnousie, Carnousie, no idea how to pronounce it, don't care. And it's right on the coast of Scotland. The weather sucks, the wind is horrific, and it's a link-style course with the narrow fairways, so it's going to be another nightmare, which means I will watch. Carnousie is so tough that when Sergio Garcia was 19, he came off the course and ran to his mother, and he was in tears but everybody won't be whining as much about how tough this course is because it's British golf tradition. It's the Open. It's going to be exciting. I think there's a checkers tournament on another station at the same time so we can switch back and forth between them because these are not sports. These are games. Or maybe we can watch wiffle ball or poker. Uh, There's a big story in the paper today about two Whitfield basketball stars transferring, two sophomores. 
Isaiah Smith is transferring from Swickley Academy to Lincoln Park, where he joins Mike Shinoda in the backcourt, I guess. Isaac DiGregorio is transferring from Hampton to North Catholic, where his dad is going to be in his first year as coach. Neither Swickley Academy nor Hampton has yet signed off on the transfer and, in fact, may contest athletic intent and try to make these kids ineligible. Yo, grow up. Let the kids play. Smith can't afford Swickley Academy anymore, and De Gregorio wants to play for his dad. There's nothing sinister here. Both kids should be eligible, and it should not even be a point of discussion. Uh, one more quick hockey note. The Penguins re-signed forward Tobias Lindbergh, a restricted free agent, two-way contract. Uh, he's a bubble player. Plays big, uh, came to Pittsburgh as part of that Derek Broussard trade. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. It's the Mark Madden Show. Up next, we're going to talk Steelers with Dale Lawley of DKPittsburghSports.com. That's Dale Lawley up next on 105.9. Bird King. Now the super genius, Mark Madden. You live by the ass, you die by the ass. Well, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that subject. Wait a minute, prostitution's illegal? The X at 105.9. It's double M on the X. Time to ask Mark anything. Today it's the Twitter version because, well, I left about 40 minutes ago to drive to Youngstown, Ohio to see ZZ Top and John Fogarty. If you have a problem with that, well, then you don't respect great American music. Uh... From Pat, where does Major League Soccer rank among the other soccer leagues in the world, including second-tier leagues? Uh, Pat, it's not very good. If the MLS champion played in the English Premier League, it would get relegated. If it played in the championship, which is England's second-tier league, uh, Class AAA, it would finish mid-table at best. Now, some nations have worse leagues. The MLS champ might finish third in Scotland's Premier Division, or maybe even second, but definitely behind Glasgow Celtic. Uh, MLS is just not a very good league. It's a slow, lazy, unskilled league. From Sean, what's the best away NHL arena to go to? Boy, Sean, all the classic rinks have closed down. Uh, the Montreal Forum was the best. Right now, I'd say Bell Center in Montreal for the atmosphere and the hot dogs. I'm serious. Best hot dog not not best hot dog at a sporting arena, best hot dog in the world at the Bell Center in Montreal. The United Center in Chicago is a great atmosphere and great amenities. And I still like Madison Square Garden in New York. The ice isn't very good, but I don't have to play there. And when you go to a game at the Garden and it's over, you step outside and New York's right there. Vegas is real good, just electric. And again, when the game's over... You step outside, and Vegas is right there. Here's one from Kenneth the Menace. What's the fastest way to drive into a wall? That's easy. Be a good player and get traded to the Pirates. From Cindy, how many more years do you think Sully and Jim Rutherford will be with the Penguins? That's actually a good question. Jim will be GM till he retires. He's 69, but he's in good health and very dynamic. So I'd say, I don't know, three more years if he wants. With Sully, well, coaches never last long with the Penguins. 
It's a player's team, not a coach's team. But if Bosma lasted six years total, I'd say Sully could last at least that long and maybe longer. He's a better coach than Bosma. He's one of the best coaches in the league. But it's a player's team here in Pittsburgh, and even the best coaches wear out their welcome. Here's one from Don. How many burner accounts do you have on Twitter? Don, I don't have any. I don't even understand the concept. What the heck good does a burner account do? I just don't get it. Why would I have one of those? Here's one from uh, the Iconics. What is the biggest weakness on the Steelers coaching staff? Uh, That's easy. Joey Porter. He's not a coach. He's a mascot. He pretends he's still a player. And we can see that in the lack of progress made by Bud Dupree. Here's one from Lee. Why, as a super genius, did you go to Duquesne and not Carnegie Mellon or Harvard or maybe MIT? Well, Lee, because Duquesne gave me a partial academic scholarship and because I could go to Duquesne and continue to work part-time as a writer at the Post-Gazette. I got accepted at Penn, Ivy League, the University of Pennsylvania, and maybe I should have gone there. I would have grown up more independent, that's for sure. And Penn is a great academic institution, but it's also real, real expensive, and that definitely figured in. Jared tweets, what is your overall thoughts about the Steelers draft picks? Uh, Jared, this is a weird answer. Uh, I like who the Steelers picked. I just don't understand why they picked them. They got good athletes, good football players. But they didn't need a quarterback yet, but they picked one. And they did need to get an inside backer, but they didn't. You know what Mel Kuyper said? Kuyper liked the Steelers' entire draft except for the first pick. Edmonds, Kuyper hated the first pick, thought they picked him way above Edmonds' draft value, and Kuyper said he had never said that about a team's draft. And yeah, I mean, Edmonds may turn out to be a good player, but he was projected, what, second or third round, so that's a bit of a reach. From Amanda, what's the best Major League Stadium you have ever been and why? I really like Fenway Park. I can see why they don't tear it down and put up a new baseball park in Boston. There's just so much electricity and tradition there. Same with Wrigley Field. I've been to the new Yankee Stadium, and it's not the same. You just can't manufacture that. From Matt, you've got a wing sauce and a burger both named after you. If you had a pizza named after you, what would the toppings be in which pizza shop would you choose? Matt, I already have a pizza named after me at Soma Pizza in Oakmont. Uh, Maybe it's Verona or Plum. It's right by the old Oakmont East Golf Course, uh, right at that border. They have a Mark Madden pizza. It's exactly as I would design it, a super-duper meat lovers, just artery-clogging, and it is delicious. And I haven't been at Soma Pizza for far too long. And finally, here's one from Jesse Marshall, (laughs) who who writes hockey for TheAthletic.com. Do you tip on takeout orders? And if so, what percent? Uh, that You mean pickup, not not delivery, but pickup. Pickup, uh, it depends on what my relationship with that place is. But in general, I, I over-tip because I'm a celebrity. And if you don't over-tip, word spreads and you suck. Because the service industry, boy, again, word travels fast. Like at Big Shot Bob's, when I pick up, I leave between three and five bucks. 
And if the order is ready when you get there and your convenience is maximized, that's about what you should do. That's it for me. I I see a bad moon rising, so I I better get out of here. In fact, I've been out of here for 40 minutes. Uh, This is the Mark Madden Show, and whether I want to or not, I'll be back tomorrow. 105.9 The X.